3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rest in DeLorean podcast, episode 253. We have quite the episode for you today because we are going not only back in time and talking about ECW Hardcore TV from June 6th and June 13th, 1998, but we're going to be talking about what was, in my opinion, an amazing Raw that was post Extreme Rules. A lot of Extreme on this episode today. And speaking of Extreme, already in the chat, we got the South Philly Cycle himself, Mr. Extreme, Dom. I appreciate you being here, bro. Hey, you know what? Just for you, and because we're talking about ECW later, I gotta got to go with a little of this right here. You already know, man. Like I said, we're going to be in real extreme today. But before we talk about any wrestling, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors at Manscaped.com. We are still sponsored by Manscaped, thanks to you guys. So make sure you go to Manscaped.com. Put in the promo code DeLorean for 20% off site-wide, no matter what it is. The cheapest thing on the fucking site, the most expensive thing on the site, you can still get 20% off if you put in that promo code DeLorean. So what are you waiting for? Put in that promo code, get your 20% off, and make sure you clean up. You know what I mean? This right here. This right here is for a job interview, but it was done because of Manscaped. You know what I mean? The, the, The little goatee is gone. The goatee is gone, but Manscaped made it go away and made me smooth as baby. So make sure you go get your fucking, your Manscaped uh, items, whatever you need to get, and put in that promo code DeLorean for 20% off. Now, we're going to start out hot and heavy. I want to talk about this past Monday, Monday Night Raw, which in my opinion was a very good show. In my opinion, this shit was like a fucking Raw after WrestleMania. I really enjoyed this Raw. This Raw was the season premiere. It was in New York City. I was not there, unfortunately, but I was not mad because on Monday, I did make my return to podcasting. So it was at least a fair trade-off, um, especially, you know, being gone for like over 10 days. But, and you you know me with the way I podcast, 10 days is like missing like six episodes. But uh, yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed this Raw. Um, shit that stuck out to me. Just the way it was booked, like the raw after WrestleMania. I-, I love the returns, I love the intrigue of the Good Brothers being in the WWE now, especially because of you know the fact that Carl Anderson still signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling and is still a New Japan pro wrestling title holder with the never open way title. That's very intriguing to me. I think that it makes it even more intriguing because you have an opportunity to have a working relationship between New Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWE. I said last night on the New Japan show for Circle of Debate that at the current moment, there's still ties between New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW, but but New Japan Pro Wrestling is now, I guess, they're probably seeing all the shit that AEW's got going on, all the drama, and it doesn't look too good for any company that wants to work with you especially you have all that drama going on. But also, AEW just announced that they're now going to be working with Pro Wrestling Noah. Who knows if this opens the door for New Japan Pro Wrestling to be working with another company. And what bigger company can you work for than work with in the WWE? Just imagine, like, it was big to get the New Japan Pro Wrestling brand on TNT and TBS, but imagine the New Japan Pro Wrestling brand on Fox, on USA. Now we're talking about really getting your mark and, like, putting your stamp on the United States with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if this is, you know, me talking. I'm hoping I'm talking into fruition. I know it's probably me just like hoping this happens, but shit, imagine if we get a New Japan Pro Wrestling WWE partnership, especially with the current day WWE. This is the type of shit that I would now expect out of Triple H. You you, you wouldn't expect this out of Vince McMahon's WWE. Vince McMahon's WWE was not working with nobody. They they were their own entity. So Triple H, he's the type of guy who goes out and works with other companies. It was Triple H that was working with Evolve before Evolve was brought by the WWE. It was Triple H who was working with wrestling companies like WXW and Progress overseas before they brought the video libraries and put them on the WWE network. So Triple H has the mindset of working with other companies. And it looks like right now the roles are in reverse because TK is over here being a little petty. And, you know, I I could see TK being the one who tries to shut down the working relationship with New Japan now that there's even an inkling of WWE with New Japan. But imagine if New Japan is the catalyst to open the door for everybody, work with everybody. FTR is currently your IWGP Tag Team Champions. Imagine if the IWGP Tag Team Champions, FTR, currently signed to AEW, is on the same show with a signed WWE talent in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, that's the type of shit that could happen if the politics don't get involved. Um, You know, a lot of people saying you're grasping at straws, but here's the thing. When Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows returned on Monday Night Raw to help AJ Styles take out the judgment day, the clip was retweeted by New Japan Pro Wrestling's Twitter page. That's saying something. The post conference, the next day conference for New Japan Pro Wrestling, after um their huge show this weekend, setting up Wrestle Kingdom, had Jay White saying, hey, did you guys see the Good Brothers on Monday Night Raw saying that the plan is coming to fruition? The Bullet Club is fully taken over all over the world. They're on AEW. They're on Impact. They're on WWE. I highly doubt if there was not a working agreement right now with New Japan Pro Wrestling, that New Japan will be promoting that the new that the Good Brothers were on Monday Night Raw. Wouldn't they be pissed off at the fact? I think that this is why we really, really, really have an opportunity for the first time in many years, because back in the day, back in the 80s and back in the 90s, WWE did have some sort of a working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling, albeit brief, but still a working relationship. This is the first time in many, many years that we could see possibly WWE working with another company, but it's going to be baby steps. you know. I I don't foresee Okada at WrestleMania this year, you know what I mean? I I could see baby steps, but I'm not going to lie. It never felt more possible than right now. And I could see a day where we may get an IWGP title match on WWE, maybe a Intercontinental title match in New Japan. Like, this shit could happen now. Um, I think that, like, I see Dom here. He says, don't get me wrong. I want to see it, but I won't believe it till I see it. I think that if next week on Raw, If Corey Graves mentions that Carl Anderson is currently the never open weight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, then we have some fucking gas to cook on. You know what I mean? But right now, it's still just wishful thinking. It's just it got me so excited. The intrigue is there. I'm extremely excited that a signed New Japan Pro Wrestling champion was on Monday Night Raw. This is the shit that I expect to see out of Impact. This is the shit that I expect to see out of uh, AEW been many many moons since we've seen a signed town ta- well not i mean that's a little false i mean we did see mickey james with the uh, impact wrestling women's champion the knockouts champion at the royal rumble but besides that it's been many many moons since we've seen another company's champion on wwe television so i'm very intrigued something else i'm intrigued about that dom also mentioned here on the comments is brock lesnar i didn't expect brock lesnar to come back i thought that After uh, SummerSlam with Roman Reigns, that was the last of Brock that we saw for a long time. But Brock Lesnar is back. And I'm intrigued. Dom says Brock attacking Bobby was wild. I really didn't expect the Beast after uh, that. I didn't expect the Beast back after Extreme Rules. That makes two of us, bro. I did not expect that at all. But I am all for it. Um, As long as I'm not getting Brock versus Roman, I'm good. You know what I mean? Don't do that matchup another time. But Brock versus Bobby? I feel like there's still some longevity you could get out of that feud. Their matchup at the Royal Rumble was phenomenal. It had that finish with Roman Reigns interfering, but shit, I want to see more of that. That's the type of feud that I like. I think that it was the right move to take the title off of Bobby Lashley for two reasons. If you have Bobby Lashley versus Brock, I'm going to say probably at Crown Jewel, then is it going to be a title match? And I would, not have Brock Lesnar win the United States champion not at all so with that being said I feel like it was the right move to take the title off Bobby so he could go into this feud with Brock but also it was also the right thing to do to give the title to Seth Rollins Seth Rollins has had a hell of a year but it was a year where he's been putting other people over Seth Rollins he you know I don't want to say made bigger stars out of wrestlers because guys like Matt Riddle and Cody Rhodes were already stars, but the feud with Matt Riddle definitely elevated Matt Riddle. The feud with Cody Rhodes was very important because if you weren't watching AEW, if you weren't watching Ring of Honor and the Indies and New Japan Pro Wrestling, the last time you saw Cody Rhodes, he was stardust. He was not a main eventer. He was a mid-carder. So the feud with Seth Rollins made Cody Rhodes a bigger star in the eyes of casual WWE fans. That was all Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins put both those guys over like Rover. And the thing is, he has no problem making bigger stars out of people. But when you have him losing every big feud he's in this year, it's the right thing to do to reward the man. He went through a two-year drought without gold. So I think the right thing to do was to give him gold. And now I'm very excited to see what he does with the United States champion. Shout out to Kenny from the call-up. I was on the call-up yesterday, and I, I, I said that this is no disrespect to Bobby. Because Bobby Lashley, I'm a huge Bobby Lashley fan. I'm going to preference this with that. Um, No disrespect to Bobby. Bobby Lashley is a main eventer. He's a big, big star. But in the longevity, if you look at WWE's main event scene, Bobby Lashley kind of just got there. Bobby Lashley was a main event star for maybe two years. He was a main eventer in Impact, for sure. But before that, he was not a main eventer in the WWE. Seth Rollins has been a main eventer since the Shield broke up in, what, 2014? So going on eight years, almost a decade. So to put the title on somebody who's been in that main event scene, multi-time world champion, multi-time universal champion, Royal rumble winner, you put that title on someone like Seth Rollins, that is going to elevate that title even more. And on top of that, as Roman Reigns is currently still your you undisputed universal heavyweight champion and Roman reigns is not going to be on every raw and SmackDown here. You can have a top title held by a top main eventer on raw, where you're not going to really feel the impact of that world heavyweight champion, not being on raw every week. So I could see why, you know, they gave it to Seth Rollins, you know, there's no disrespect to Bobby Lashley at all. Like I said, I'm a huge Bobby Lashley fan, but for sure, I think it was the right move to put that title on Seth Rollins. Dom says, think about it. We might get Seth versus Gunther at Survivor Series. Now that match sounds like a banger. Um, We had a little taste of that. If you remember, I believe it was one of the Raws leading up to Survivor Series 2019, where uh, Gunther was Walter still, and he was in uh, NXT. And I believe he appeared on Raw when NXT was doing that little invasion. We had like a little brief matchup between uh, Seth and Walter. But Oh, no, no, it wasn't Seth and Walter. It was Seth and Adam Cole. Walter made uh, uh, interference, I believe. But, yeah, that match is going to be phenomenal if that's the route that they go. I also would have really loved to see Gunther and Bobby Lashley, though. I'm not going to lie. That matchup would have been a banger as well. Hashtag banger. Shout out to Tim King. But I honestly am down for either of those matches. Gunther and Seth Rollins could be a fucking show stealer. Dom says this could also get Bobby back in the main event picture if he beats Brock. I agree with that too. I think that, you know, Bobby Lashley is a main eventer. I think that he needs to be back in the main event scene. Bobby Lashley is a viable, com- viable, uh, I guess uh, competitor for Roman Reigns world title. I could see Bobby Lashley giving Roman Reigns a fight for his life and definitely being a credible contender for Bobby, La- for uh, Roman Reigns. So, I would be all for building Bobby Lashley back up for the main event and for a title shot. It was a couple months ago where Bobby Lashley beat Austin Theory and then went like this, wanting gold. I don't think he was talking about the universal. I mean, I don't think he was talking about the United States title. I think he was talking about that universal. So I think that it would be awesome to see Bobby Lashley elevated back to the spot where he was in about a year ago, where he could be a challenger for Roman Reigns. And you could put that on a huge pay-per-view. That could be the Royal Rumble Um world heavyweight title match main event you could put that fucking anywhere and it's going to be a huge matchup shout out to jeff samuel thank you for being here man sup man how you feel about the stable coming back in wwe and lashley want Hurt business back so how about hayes and trick williams with them i mean i would like that too i just think that if you bring back the hurt business i would like to i would like it to be the original hurt business i love the uh the stable of Cedric Alexander, uh, Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, and MVP. But you see uh, Carmelo Hayes has been doing WWE main event, so he's probably going to be called up soon. He's money. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams is money, so I would love to see them involved somehow, but it's going to be really awesome to see where they're going to be. But if you bring back the Hurt Business, I would definitely like to see the original Hurt Business all come back together because where's Shelton? Where's, Where's Cedric? These guys are very talented wrestlers who haven't been on the show. Shout, Randy Sam! I appreciate you being here. Sup, man? How you feel about they saying that they're going to be a female in the OC? And who would you like? Who will fit in the OC? That's very interesting. Um, shit. Right now, it's who would be the one to go against Rhea Ripley? I don't know. I think that the OC being back is cool. I thought that it would have been really awesome to see at War Games if the OC didn't come back, say that this never happened. If we got Beth Phoenix, Edge, Rey Mysterio, and AJ Styles versus Rhea Ripley, Dominic, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor in War Games, but definitely, you know, I I don't know who would fit in. It would be very interesting to see. You know, um, Dom says Mia Yim, Mia Yim would work with me, with the uh, OC. I think that would be very interesting as well. He also says that the Hurt Business needs to come back. I agree with that also. Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Business was a different monster. Bobby Lashley right now, he's cool. Great wrestler, put on great matches. But Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Business, that was a whole presentation. And I fucking loved it. Um, Also on this Raw, we had more Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? Revel in who you are. Revel in who you are. I believe that's what they said. Uh, That was really cool. Um, I expected Bray Wyatt to be on this show. But now reports are saying that he's going to be a SmackDown exclusive. Um, I guess Fox was paying that big dollars to, to get Bray Wyatt on SmackDown full time. So he's going to be, from what it looks like from the promotion, Bray Wyatt will be on SmackDown this week. And it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with Bray Wyatt because you could go anywhere with him and I'm all for it. No matter where they go, with Bray Wyatt, I'm all for it because right now the whole way he returned is so fucking intriguing that I don't think that you could really fail. At this, especially if he has more say in what he's doing. Jeremy Hank, thank for thanks for being here. I appreciate you, man. Sup, Mike? Take it with a grain of salt, but I'm hearing WWE and Triple H talk about bringing the European title in the tournament. I the European title was a dope ass title. Now every Monday when we go back and talk about Raw from '97, I love those European title matches with British Bulldog and Owen Hart. I'd be all for the British, uh, all for the European title making a return. Jeremy Hanks says Mia Yim or Shayna in a biker gimmick with the OC. Shayna would be a good fit, too. I would love to see more Shayna versus Rhea Ripley. Um, who's to say maybe not Deonna Perazzo, who is now currently a free agent also, who also would be amazing back in the current WWE. I never really felt that Deonna got the just-do in WWE. She left and became a much bigger star outside. So her coming back, that would be great. Dom says, I heard that too, Jeremy. I'm all for it. Hell yeah. Bring back the European title because definitely a great title. You could have the European title. Like, I know you can have uh, Americans hold that title, but there's a lot of amazing European wrestlers right now that could hold that title. You could have Finn Balor hold that title. Sheamus, um, Butch, Holland. You have the whole Imperium. You know, there's so many great European wrestlers. I would be all for the European title making a return. Russell Red, thanks for being here. Sup, Mike. Who joined the Wyatt Six. I'm hearing a potential righteous Vincent and Dutch with Bray. I mean that would be great. I love the righteous. I think that the righteous in ring of honor was an underrated six man uh tag team champions. I believe they were the six man tag team champions. Um yeah they 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 lost it to Dalton Castle and the boys that would be very interesting. Uh Vincent fits that well he fits that real well um there's a lot of rumors right now there's everyone who put the like the blackout on their uh on their Twitter pages Everyone's like, oh, Liv Morgan. Um, I saw some people saying Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins could channel that old, you know, Age of the Fall Tyler Black character and fit in with Bray Wyatt, but I think that he's doing so good on his own, I wouldn't do that. Um, It'll be interesting who you put. I could see Joe Gacy from NXT, but definitely Vincent and Dutch from The Righteous. That, That would be very intriguing to me. Jeremy says... Drew Gulak in the European title will be epic. I totally agree. Drew Gulak needs to get more love. Definitely needs to get more love. Um, Definitely, you know, a great main event. We had Sami Zayn versus Matt Riddle. Thoroughly enjoyed that matchup. I thought it was great. This Raw was just a banger. You know, we had the feel-good ending with uh, DX. I love that. And, yo, this felt like a Raw after WrestleMania. You had such an amazing show with Extreme Rules. I feel like you had Raw follow that up so perfectly. Now, like, the excitement for WWE is just growing and growing and growing and growing. So I'm so excited to see what's next on WWE. I'm so excited for SmackDown to see what Bray got going on. It's going to be awesome. Jeremy Hanks says, hell, bring in t- Timothy Thatcher. That would be a good one. I think Timothy Thatcher should definitely be back in the WWE. He is an amazing wrestler. Would fit in with the perium. Like, um, yo, I believe Thatcher and uh, Walter was a tag team in – uh." Was it WXW or Progress? They were a tag team in the UK, so I would love that. But he says, hell, bringing Timothy Thatcher will fit the European championship, but I like the idea, Mike. Imagine Gunther hold the European title and the IC title and copy Roman Reigns' gimmick. I would like that, too. You could put every title on Gunther right now. He's on fire, and I would not be mad at it. Jeremy Sa- Jeff Samuel says, Sami Zayn in the European title. I wouldn't be mad at that, either. Sami Zayn is a fucking now he could do no wrong like he is so over with what he's doing but for sure i give raw a plus man i thoroughly enjoyed it what did you guys think about monday night raw i think that this really felt like raw after wrestlemania great great show the momentum wwe has right now is absolutely insane so i'm really all for this but ladies and gentlemen we're going to take this quick commercial break when we come back we're going to be Going back in time to June 6, 1998 and June 13th, 1998, talking all about ECW Hardcore TV. So definitely stay tuned if you want to get a little extreme. Jeff Samuel says eight, eight plus. Great story. I mean, that, if that's out of 10, that's definitely a great score. But stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to go into a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking all about ECW Hardcore TV.
0: Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme, Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV TV. And sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So you need to go and you need to look up this podcast again. It's called
2: how powerful is Cox internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
1: Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered.
0: Wrestling DeLorean podcast and it's on every Monday, Wednesday and Friday and please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you
4: Three Falls Brand is a DIY merch company that provides original artwork on shirts hats stickers and pins Three Falls Punk merch for the masses Check us out at ThreeFallsBrand.com and on Instagram at ThreeFallsBrand. It's the man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club rest in peace big day hatred and rest in peace my brother justice Payne. and i'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy my gang member mike denaro and mike i want to start this off by saying thank you man for repping the mdk gang the right way i want to say thank you like i tell the rest of the people and i keep telling them and telling them mike if it wasn't for you with the rest of the gang, me the Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Deloraine podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Deloraine podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit... From the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Deloraine podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking dead. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Shout out to the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Shout out to Three Falls brand. And shout out to the new GCW champion, Nick fucking Gage, for the shout outs. I appreciate you guys. We're about to get into ECW Hardcore TV from June 6, 1998. We are on the road to ECW Heatwave 98, which in my opinion is one of the best ECW pay-per-views of all fucking time. Dom says, all hail the Queen of Extreme, your grace. Bend the knee. Shout out to the Queen of Extreme Francine. Facebook user says, Nick Gage, baby. Hell yeah, Nick fucking Gage, you know. Shout out to the GCW champion. He he says Deloraine, and I'll let it slide, because Nick Gage always shows love, so, you know, I'm not gonna get mad that he calls it the Deloraine and not the DeLorean, but... I'm going to let it slide. I appreciate you, Nick Gage, and shout out to the new GCW champion. Phenomenal matchup he had with John Moxley this past weekend to win that title and keep his career because his career was on the line. But we're not talking about GCW. We're talking about ECW. So let's get into this review of June 6, 1998, ECW Hardcore TV, which jumps right into something that ECW is – known for is some of their comedy spots. We have as soon as the show starts, we have a dance off between the FBI and the BWO. The Blue Meanie is having a a quite intense dance off against Tracy Smothers. Um you have little Guido Maritato going there with the but this doesn't last long because there's somebody who is so serious right now and is not here for the fun and games and that man is the world's most miserable man but the human suplex machine, that man is Taz. Taz comes in and he quickly destroys all four men in the ring. Uh, Hollywood Nova beat Blue Meanie, Tracy Smothers, and Little Guido Maritato. Hits the big Tazplex on Wildfire Tommy Rich. And then afterwards, Taz gets on the mic and he says, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Which leads to Bam Bam Bigelow, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, coming out and saying, you know, fuck you, Taz. You want to fucking keep on getting your nose in triple threat business? I'm here to beat you because I can. So we have another massive brawl. This is the third week in a row we have a huge massive brawl between Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz to start the show. And that's even way before the show even starts because after the big pull apart, that's where we get the signature intro to ECW. Shout out to my boy Dan from Cage My IQ. That's the homie. Says, Taz knows how it is. Taz was a very miserable man back in this day. But Taz is the man. I definitely fuck with Taz. And I love this feud he has going on with Bam Bam Bigelow in this day of ECW. We go right into the ring after the ECW intro for an ECW television title match between Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Well, Rob Van Dam, accompanied by Sabu, going up against Lance Storm. If you remember uh, last week, it was Rob Van Dam teaming up with Lance Storm to go against Sabu and Chris Candido. But Rob Van Dam and Sabu turned on Storm and Candido, who are currently the tag team champions. And Van Dam just absolutely decimated Lance Storm with a huge, huge fucking Van Dam in there that busted Lance Storm's nose up. So they are having this ECW television title matchup. Both men, they they get a lot of uh, offense in pretty quickly. Um, early part of the match is all Lance Storm though. Lance Storm is just taking it to Rob Van Dam. He's wrestling with a chip on his shoulder. He's he's pissed off. He has a lot of animosity towards Van Dam for turning his back on him a week before. Um, really good matchups. So much uh, so much innovative spots that you know we see now in AEW, in WWE, and NXT that was innovated by Rob Van Dam and Lance Storm. Landstorm is a guy who is very underappreciated, I feel, and doesn't get the just-do that he deserves. But he had great chemistry with Rob Van Dam. Dom says, Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow was pure gold every time, bro. Every time they were in the ring, on the mic, they had such great chemistry. They were like the perfect foils for each other. I always feel like Taz had two major feuds that always delivered. That is Taz versus Sabu, and that is Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow. So I'm right there with you, bro. Dom says, isn't that the episode we were talking about when I come on, when I came on? Yeah, it was, bro. I had to take that little brief uh, break. I didn't do the ECW show two weeks ago, then I took the week off. So it's been a couple weeks since we talked about it. But yeah, the last time we talked about this, you was on and it was the match where Sabu and uh, Van Dam turned on Candido and Storm. But yeah, such great chemistry here between the two. Sabu comes out, he gets involved, and he helps rob Van Dam. He places uh, Lance Storm onto a table, and then outside he hits a huge uh, triple jump dive onto Lance Storm. Van Dam then wins with a split-legged moonsault. After the match, they continue to the beat down on Storm. And so Chris, Candido makes the save, which was big because if you remember at this time, Candido and Storm are the tag team champions, but they don't get along. But since they have common enemies in Van Dam and Sabu, Candido's like, fuck it. I'm going to help my boy because you took him out like you took me out. And now we have the common enemy. So it is setting up for next week. It is announced that at the ECW arena, it will be Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Chris Candido and Lance Storm for the ECW tag team champions. I can't wait. We'll be talking about that matchup in a couple minutes because I will be talking about next week's show. Next, we got the Dudley Boys with Joe Gerner and Sign Guy Dudley going against Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman and Spike Dudley. By the way, when I say the Dudley Boys, I meant all three Dudley boys, Bubba Ray, Devon, and of course, Big Dick Dudley. They went against Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley. And this is an absolute war. Everybody's going crazy. Lots of weapons, tables, ladders, chairs. Oh, my. Tommy Dreamer is bleeding all over like a stuffed pig. Of course, we got the cricket referee, Judge Jeff Jones, who interferes. And the big story here is the Dudley boys handcuff Tommy Dreamer to the ropes. And Jack Victory comes out to uh, help the Dudley boys. So now it's a four on three assault, which leads to New Jack coming out and just taking everybody out. But New Jack wasn't even enough because the Dudley boys got the better of New Jack. And then we have an infamous moment in ECW history that was a very intense moment because out comes Beulah McGillicuddy, gets in Joel Gurner's face, gets in Sign Guy's face, and then turns right around for Bubba Ray and Devon to hit a 3D on Beulah McGillicuddy, breaking her neck. What more heat can you get than to break the woman's neck right in front of her man insane in fucking insane. this is the type of shit that ecw did just to fucking draw heat on dudley's the dudley's was already the most hated tag team in the whole company some of the most hated wrestlers in the wrestling world and then you're going to just add gasoline to the fire while you make tommy dreamer watch them break his girl's neck insane heat bro absolutely insane yo the crowd is just fucking shock and awe and that's how we go out that's how we end the show with tommy dreamer handcuffed and screaming fucking insanely got sandman on the outside upside down on the guardrail bleeding spike dudley went through a double table new jack is busted open because of jack victory and you got all the heels standing over the limp body of beulah mcgillicuddy what a fucking visual to go off the air insane that's what ECW is all about though They made you feel so many emotions you had a fucking dance off to start the show and then you had a goddamn insane angle to end the show shout out to my boy Kofi Weaston we live baby and yes I gotta announce right here that tomorrow night we have a special episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast featuring Kofi Weeston. we're bringing back the Dirty DeLoreans and we have a special interview that we'll be talking more about tomorrow on our special bonus episode so big shout out to the Dirty Heels and big shout out to Kofi Weaston that 3D, for sure. Yeah, the writer storytelling was just awesome. ECW was a different breed, bro. Different breed. Um, not many matches on the show because the Rob Van Dam and Lance Storm match went about 40 minutes. It was fucking long. So the, the ending here, the Dudley Boys, that was like a 10-minute segment. So we had a lot of action between Rob Van Dam and Lance Storm. But this is just building up to what we're about to get on the next episode. ECW Hardcore TV from June 13th 1998. It is supposed to be Lance Storm and Chris Candido versus Rob Van Dam and uh Sabu for the ECW Tag Team Champions, but we're not going to get that cuz Lance Storm did not make his flight. First of all, dirty uh Dom says Dirty Delorean posse returns. I can feel the bang already. The DDP is returning, buddy. So yeah, we got on this show live from the ECW arena. First of all, we have a tribute to junkyard dog who recently passed away at this time. I believe he passed away a couple days before this. Um, we see at the last ECW pay-per-view wrestle in 1998, which was a month before where ECW brought out uh, stars from Atlanta's history, legends from Atlanta, and they brought out the junkyard dog. We see that segment as a tribute to junkyard dog to start off this episode of ECW hardcore TV. Um, it is announced that from Joey Styles to start off the show that Joe Gertner demands an apology from the Dudley Boys because he feels that they went too far by breaking the neck of Beula McGillicuddy. And if Joe Gertner does not get his apology, then he will be leaving Dudleyville and he will no longer be in the Dudley's corner. So we'll see if the Dudley Boys are truly sorry for breaking the neck of Eula McGillicuddy. Spoiler alert, they're not. Anyway, starting off, we have Jamie Dundee. From PG-13, the son of Bill Dundee. Jamie Dundee, the, uh, the, the, the pre-John Cena, the, the white rapper of 1998. Versus John Cronus from, I guess at the time, the Gangstonators. Because Perry Saturn at the time was already in WCW. And John Cronus did a lot of teaming up with New Jack. So, used to be the Eliminators, but now the Gangstonators. Quick matchup, John Cronus makes quick work of Jamie Dundee, who... The crowd just was all over. The ECW arena crowd did not like Jamie Dundee and they love John Cronus. So he gets the victory here. We see what happened last week in the main event. And then we go to Joel Gurner backstage with. (laughs) Kofi says terrible name, just terrible. What what name are you talking about? Kofi, John Cronus, Jamie Dundee. Uh, Who who are we talking about here? I know you ain't talking about the dirty DeLoreans. That name is fire. (laughs) Anyway, we go backstage, we got a promo where Joel Gerner is saying to the Dudleys that he thinks that Bubba Ray and Devon went too far. Um, they're standing outside of an ambulance, presumably presumably the uh, ambulance that Beulah McGillicuddy's in for breaking her neck. Kofi says, all of them. No, no the rest is you naming. John Cronus, Jamie Dundee, those are kind of weird names. But, yeah, I mean, fuck Jamie Dundee. I think that he's a fucking racist. Like, I, I saw one of his uh, his youth shoots or whatever. And my man was dropping the M-bomb like crazy. So, fuck Jamie Dundee. I don't got no love for Jamie Dundee. Dom says, I know you ain't putting the shame on my... <laughs> nah, man, he's talking about the wrestlers. He ain't talking about the dirty DeLorean. dirty DeLoreans. Shit. Mess... How do I mess up DeLorean? How do I mess up saying DeLorean? I might as well fucking be Nick Gage calling it DeLorean at this point. <laughs> And Dom says he is, and fuck that guy. Hell yeah, fuck Jamie Dundee, and fuck all races. Anyway, Joel Gerner is saying that he demands an apology from Bubba Ray and Devon. He says that he doesn't really need an apology from Big Dick, because Big Dick looked at him like, I ain't saying shit to you. But also, he was like, you're not the one who broke the neck of Beulah. they are standing outside of an ambulance. Like I said, presumably the ambulance that you have the body of Beulah McGillicuddy in, and you see the ambulance shaking. And Bubba Ray, he he did a very sarcastic, I'm very sorry. Like, he was doing the uh, the stuttering gimmick at the time, too. So he was, like, I'm very so, 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 so sorry, Beulah. And then the ambulance opens, and it's uh, Devon Dudley messing with the blow-up doll. You know, a lot of people like to talk about the Katie Vick angle. This was kind of like right there. They had a fucking blow-up doll and made her look like Beulah McGillicuddy. And they were, you know doing stuff to the blow-up doll in the fucking uh, ambulance. But anyway, Devon comes down very sarcastically says that he is not going to say sorry. He says he's only sorry because of what they're going to do to Tommy Dreamer next. And, of course, Joe Garner didn't give a fuck about it, an apology. This was all sarcastically. He he was all like, whatever. So, yeah, the, D- the Dudleys are right now the fucking most biggest heels in wrestling in 1998. We next get a meeting backstage with the triple threat where you have Chris Candido saying that Storm got stuck in Canada and could not get a flight to the ECW arena, and he needs a partner tonight to go against Sabu and Rob Van Dam for the ECW World Tag Team Champions. And he says, I'm choosing you, big man. I'm choosing Bam Bam Bigelow. But Shane Douglas, who, by the way, still needs surgery, still has the cast, still has the fucking thousand injuries that they listed off a couple weeks ago, he says... I don't I need to prove to myself. I need to prove to myself that I can still go. Because right now you got guys like Rob Van Dam and Sabu claiming that they're what ECW are all about. You got guys like Taz claiming that they're what ECW is all about. Everybody's forgetting that I'm the fucking franchise of ECW. I'm the world heavyweight champion, and I'm the one who put this company on the fucking map. So whether I'm injured or not, Bam Bam Bigelow, you watch out for Taz backstage. I'll go out there. I'll team up with Chris Candido and it will be me defending the ECW tag team champions against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. So it was sanctioned and it becomes a uh, reality and it comes into fruition because the main event of this show is not Lance Storm and Candido versus Van Dam and Sabu. It is ECW world heavyweight champion Shane Douglas teaming up with tag team champion Chris Candido to go against Sabu and the television champion Rob Van Dam. This is the only match in ECW history where you have the world title, the tag title, and the TV title all in the same matchup. So this matchup is a historic matchup, and it is our main event and the last match we'll talk about here on the show. First, Dom says, I will never stop laughing at Big Dick Dudley and his finisher, Total Penetration. Yo, it's funny because Joey Styles has so many innuendos every time Big Dick Dudley did anything in the ring. I remember one time where he had a double clothesline on, um, I believe it was Public Enemy, and Joey Styles just screams, Big Dick Unloads. <laughs> Gotta love ECW. Dom also says, The franchise is also the man that spits facts. Cody was 100% at Hell in the Cell next to, wait, Cody pr- was 100% at Hell in the Cell next to this dude. Hell yeah. You had, I believe he has a fractured elbow, torn shoulder, he has a sinus infection, which they added, a uh, broken palate in his mouth. Um, he just came back from a broken nose. And he has a vertebrae in his neck that they mentioned was needed to get worked on. He has a torn rotator's cuff. This is all at the same time. And he's your current champion. He's basically in a wheelchair to the fucking ring. And he's still going to help defend that title, the tag titles, against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Two guys who are legendary wrestlers who are definitely no chumps. And this was a good matchup. Obviously, Chris Candido wrestled most of this matchup. When franchise Shane Douglas got in the matchup, he was very limited. But in the end, of course, you got Bam Bam Big Logan taken out on the uh, entranceway from Taz. Taz tries to, excuse me, Taz tries to interfere and distracts franchise Shane Douglas. And during all this, Rob Van Dam and Sabu are able to defeat Chris Candido. So Chris Candido and Lance Storm been tag team champions since November of nineteen ninety-seven. And just like that. No, actually they were longer. They were tag team champions from like fucking October, but just like that. The title reign is over, and now you have not only Rob Van Dam as a double champion, but you have Rob Van Dam and Sabu as your tag team champions. In my opinion, one of the best tag team champions in ECW history, and they're going to be going to Heat Wave 1998, and they have an international showdown because my favorite match in ECW history, I, I never mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it here. My favorite matchup in ECW history that doesn't get talked about enough is on the next pay-per-view and I cannot wait to talk about that motherfucker because it is Rob Van Dam and Sabu defending their tag team champions against FMW's Jinsei Suzaki, the former Hakushi, and Hayabusa. I cannot wait for that fucking matchup, but that's what we got in store. That's the future though. That's in a couple weeks. We're talking about the present amazing matchup and two crazy-ass shows with a lot of historic uh, shit that went down. Beulah McGillicuddy breaking her neck. That's the last time we ever see Beulah in ECW. This is the last time we ever see Beulah. The next time we see Beulah is fucking ECW one night stand in 05. She broke her neck here in 98 and we never see her again in the original ECW. So this is historic. And then on the next episode, you have Rob Van Dam and Sabu becoming your ECW tag team champions absolutely insane two crazy ass episodes i feel like every time i'm watching these episodes of ECW, there is more and more historic shit that goes down and it's just amazing to see i know like if people did not go back and relive this it's you're missing out if you didn't fucking live through this and you refuse to go back and relive this you're missing out on some of the best action in wrestling history some of the best stories in wrestling history some of the best drama in wrestling history With this time period for ECW. Dom says that matchup was absolutely incredible. Yeah. You're you're talking about the Hayabusa one, right? That matchup was fucking. Ah, chef kiss to that motherfucker. Kofi says, God damn it, Dom. Most definitely, yo. I really appreciate everybody that showed out today. It's been a while since I did a solo. uh, Did a solo wrestling DeLorean. You know what I mean? Usually I've been having a lot of guests on. It's been a while since I did this. So. You know, it was pretty interesting to get back to just me on the screen and just talking and not asking questions. But we won't be here with the solo tomorrow because I got my boy Kofi Wieston coming on and we're going to be having a very special interview. So stay tuned for a very special edition of the Wrestling Delorean podcast tomorrow. And then tomorrow night at 11 o'clock Eastern, we have episode 123, I believe it is, of the Circle of Debate podcast. It's going to be a great episode. We have a lot to talk about Raw. We have a lot. We got to talk about Extreme Rules. We're going to be talking about AEW from tonight. So tune into that. And then Friday, we got another episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And we also have top five moments where we will be talking about our top five favorite Kane moments. So make sure you tune into that. Also, a lot of content coming out of the Circle of Debate YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button. I love you guys, Dom, Kofi, everybody in the chat. I appreciate everybody that came out here tonight and commented in the chat and just chilled out with me for the last, like, 45 minutes. So, once again, I love you guys. Hit that subscribe button. I'll be back tomorrow with a special interview with Kofi Wheatston. We'll be having a lot of content coming out in the next couple days. Hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. Peace out. Take care and enjoy AEW tonight. Live from Canada, maybe we'll see our boy Jeremy Profit. Fingers crossed. That'd be dope. Anyway, take care, y'all.
4: Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN Plus. What? This fall, the Disney bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. Whoa, way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Rexa. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with a Disney bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply.